I was just sitting there laughing at my own fucking jokes. <laughs> I'm like... I told the lady... So, my counter at work is a joint counter. So it's Mercier. You smoke Arden. weed there? Yeah. <laughs> is it a dispensary? It's... Dispensary. What's my name? Joint? Nope. Oh, Nana? Mm-hmm. Yep. Dispenser. Uh, it's Mercier Arden. So, oh. I hate you. Look at that dog's face. Do you see what he does with his lips? It makes me laugh all the time. He looks like a, like the puppets from the Muppets. What are they called? Muppets? The, the angry guys. <laughs> oh, I don't fucking know. Hi, Kennedy. You're a cute baby. Anyway, um, I told the lady... Statler and Waldorf. He looks like the one on the left. Right. Le- right. This guy. Yep. <laughs> Cute! <laughs> Uh, I told her, I was like, <laughs> I love to, me and my friends have a group message, and I love to react to every single message. Every single and one. she was like, wow, that sounds annoying. I was like, it is. <laughs> That's why Classic. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I only react on purpose. She's like, I hate it when people message me on Facebook Messenger. I was like, I know. <laughs> is that what the only, that should be the only way that you communicate with her from now on ever. Well, she was like, people always send me, they're like, you'll never believe what this doctor says about herpes. And people will send her that. And she's like, it's so annoying. I had to waste my time to go look at it. Friends with too many boomers. Um, Well, granted that she is a boomer. Oh, how old is she? Have you heard of Elizabeth Arden Cosmetics? No. It's it's distinctly and solely for older women. And she keeps trying to get me to use their products. I'm like... Bitch, I'm not ready for that. Can we make... Um, we should do old drag for Dixie sometime. Like, make wrinkles on her face and, like, turn her into a grandma. Be for, like, a witch drag. Ooh. Like, an old witch. Mm-hmm. Like, we should give oh, me a prosthetic, too. The witch too. from uh, Snow White. Okay. That's a good witch. Apple? <laughs> Apple. And get, like, a little gray wig and, like, have my little cloak on. But you only speak German. Apple for dish? Apple. <laughs> And then you sing 99 Red Balloons. No, I know 96 Luftballon. And your name is Nana. Nana? Perfect. That's who sings it. Nana? Nana. Okay. Nana, Nana, Nana. Um, wow. What a new year we had. Happy 2020, everybody. What? Happy 2020, everybody. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. So, happy 2020. Happy 2020, everybody. <laughs> We sound like literal insane people. Oh, got it. I was like, what is that candle doing? Cheers! That's my glass. It's champagne. We're recording on New Year's Day now. Are we? It would be, I mean, it is officially it today New Year's Day. Today is New Year's Day. Because yep. we record on Wednesdays. And wow. It would be New Year's Day. What a celebration. I have a hangover. Oh, <laughs> my head hurts so bad. I had so much fun at your party. Oh, oh, that was me throwing up and not a sneeze. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, what a great party. Um, of five. This was amazing. And sometimes after midnight, I was like, wow. Wow. And I had, had so much fun. And I was year. like, boop, boop, boop. And like, ah. And everyone's like, And then we dabbed a couple times. Like, <laughs> and then I did the, this. You whipped this and you nade. Yes. Did uh-huh. I loved that. I did that quite a bit because I was so wasted. You were wasted. Wasted. You made so many friends, and then you kissed that sewer rat. Uh, Thomas! Thomas is here on New Year's Day. How was Hi, New Thomas. Year's? Welcome Thomas. to New Year's. Happy New Year! Yay! Welcome to 2020. We all made Woo. it to the new ne- ne- decade. The new decade. The new decade. When everyone's also naked. I love that I tried to correct myself three times and still ne- got the ne- word decade. wrong. <laughs> still got it wrong. What was your favorite part about having a new year? Um, you know, the that one time that it went from being 2019 to 2020. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I weird? was, like, looking at the clock, and it was, like, 11.59, and then it was 12 o'clock, and I was like, whoa, what? oh, my God, yeah, that's crazy, crazy, right? Uh, uh, I love those memories of, it the, was future, amazing. I mean, the, of the new year. I was like, oh, wow, it's wow. so cool, it's a new year. <laughs> uh, um... Uh, I kissed you and Chris kissed a sewer rat. Yeah, that's what we decided. I mean, what had happened? Chris jumped down into a gutter because he thought he saw it, and he was like, well, mm, might as well. It's better than nothing. Yeah, get my face eaten by someone than not be single again on New Year's for the eighth year. You also yeah, had how many five? And his name is... It. It. Pennywise. Oh. Pennywise. Voldemort. He who shall not be named. Ooh. Hello. Mm. Rackrolls. Hello. Touch me like that again, Morky. Wow. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we had a great New Year. Thanks Tell for me asking everyone. a funny story. About New Year's? Anything. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, oh, God. We had a party, and then uh, we all got into the Uber, and no. the Uber driver was like, oh, you guys are ready for 2020? What? And I was like, no, because um, I don't know what hindsight is like. And he was like, it's 2020. I was like, you, you. You scallywag. You, Maurice, stop it. Maurice. I hate that. You are crazy. (laughs) You crazy. Bitches be crazy. You're driving the wrong way. Where are you taking us? This looks like an abandoned building. Why are you handcuffing us? Oh, my God. That sounds like a sex dream that I had recently. It was very positive. (laughs) (laughs) It was very positive. They only put the red... Uh, clamp on my nipple and attached to the fire. Or so then I only got like half battery. a zap. So it was just a continuous loop of it. Oh, six stars. Yeah, I was the first ever. First he, ever. He went six in there to rating. give a compliment and gave the diamond. Gave the diamond rating? Yeah. No, yeah. you know how you can add a compliment and the diamond's like, great service. Oh, I don't know that. I don't do that. <laughs> I just tip him and say, okay, go away. Did you you get out of here? Did you talk to me? Yes or no? Like, (laughs) did you talk to me? Yes, one star. You did you talk to me? No, five stars. No, I give. I try pretty much give everyone five stars unless they were just like really terrible at driving, uh, because I'm not that much of a dick. Did I tell you the time that we were in an Uber and the lady almost ran someone over? That's awesome. Was it a kid? No. Why do I want kids dead? (laughs) We need a new plague. (laughs) Hello. That was God saying. People are celebrating New Year's. Stop it. That's not what I want. 
So, they all yeah, and agree with what I other? just said. Yes, yes, yes. Huh? That's Kennedy breaking his fucking tail on the couch. You'll believe that God is a woman. Mm. I don't think he's enjoying wearing the pajamas. She's trying to itch him off. What? You could do anything. I'm distracting me. It's just drafted. Uh. <laughs> How red are my teeth? Hmm. Massively. Because we've only recorded one podcast today. Exactly. This one right now. So I've not had any wine before this. So I'm not distracted at all. Well, I think we should talk about spooky stuff if we're going to, you know, not be distracted. Okay. And make it through to one podcast. What one podcast? Um, okay, I can do that. And we, at this point, have recorded and posted a uh, holiday message for everyone. So you should go enjoy that. We hope well. you enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I hope you enjoyed that. What? I think that'll um, be it. Well, maybe we put it up before Christmas. I don't remember. Maybe we put it up after Christmas. I also okay, don't remember. I don't remember these. You put it up before Christmas. We put it up, we before, put it up before We Christmas. put it up before Christmas. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for telling us what we did. Because I don't remember us doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all a blur. Blur. After you got down in that sewer last night and we had to call 911 to get you out. And then the firefighter was really hot. And then I was like, oh, are you gay? And you I... thought he was really hot and he was really 70 years old. Yeah. And I said, can I take you home? He said, no, my hip's broken. And it was actually just someone else that was sharing the ambulance with me who also fell down in the sewer. Yeah. And yeah. the paramedics actually let you die for 10 seconds. That was really enjoyable. And that was the only time I've gotten like back. actual silence. <laughs> this is the only time I had peace. <laughs> well, I was dark. vividly watching my life flash before yeah. my eyes. There was a lot of like dancing and singing. And that was really weird. It was a lot of share videos. And I don't know why. I don't know why I know, but I remember. <laughs> why do you know about my death? <laughs> I I recorded it. Do you believe in life after Chris? And I was like, no! Or wait, life after Chris? Yes! yes! I, I love that! <laughs> clack, clack, clack. Love this song. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were in the hotel or in the hospital. You're flatlined. Beep. I was like, yes, yeah. I love this song. And one of the nurses was like, oh my God, he broke his leg. I was like, no, I just death dropped. <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. Oh, for shit, I'm actually broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. A hairline fracture. I'll be okay. Limbs out. Sorry, I don't have health care. <laughs> I don't have health care. Bye. Uh, I love that. So let's talk about spoopy stuff. Let's talk about spoopy stuff. Okay, so I'm going to continue our uh, theme since this is technically being recorded. Well, this is technically being recorded on in January. Yeah, um, but the, I mean, you know. Following our theme. We definitely didn't take a hiatus, and I just wanted to keep it easy yeah. and breezy. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Uh, infallible lip color yeah. by L'Oreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to continue creepypastaing just for this week. Just, just for this week. week. Just it's this fine. Week. It's yeah. just fine. And even though there's more parts to my scre- scre- creepypasta, um, I'm going to tell you guys to go read it because I'm going to go read it later and then we'll talk about it. So you can message me on rspoopypodcast at rspoopypodcast.com. Rspoopypodcast on Instagram. Our Spoopy on Twitter. And Our Spoop on Facebook. Yeah, that one. So we can discuss. Message me. Just message me. Just like hit us up. 
Drop us a line. Drop us a line or something. Because uh, we know that Spencer doesn't check those. <laughs> I read all the emails. Oh, okay. Fucking cunt. All the two emails. I read um, all of Gloria's emails, okay? <laughs> Never sent them to me, so I don't know if Gloria loves me anymore. Well, that's what we talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> why, are, why are the emails whispers? Oh, I was talking about the phone calls. Oh, oh the phone calls. The yeah. phone calls, honey. <laughs> we have a, a very... We have multiple modes of... Uh, communication. Mm. I do a lot of mine through uh, like smoke signals. Yeah, me and Gloria usually use te- telekinesis, but mm. sometimes she's at Pearl and she can't really pay attention. The lesbians are clouding lesbian, her judgment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Yeah, I got that. There's just like a lot of electrical signals to her brain to yeah. where the lesbians are like, get this, <laughs> get this pussy, get this pussy baby. <laughs> she's eat like, these cookies. Hold on. <laughs> I'm busy. Eat these cookies. Eat these cookies. Eat these cookies. Cookies. I love that. Well, I'm going to continue our theme of uh, creepypasta. And we're going to move on to part six of the Search and Rescue Officers. (gasps) Yes. It's been way too long since I posted an update. And I'm sorry about that. There's also been some confusion about the new formatting requirements on the board, which I've cleared up. So these next few stories are going to be posted a little differently. They'll be in chronological order, and I'll do my best to tie them into each other as much as I can so it doesn't skip around too much. Candidate. Stop looking. Okay. He did not say okay because he's going to continue in 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, level up. Level up. Level up. Yes. Precisely. Yeah. Um... When I started out as a rookie, no one had told me a lot about the job in terms of weird things that could happen. I'm assuming this was largely, largely, that one, mellow, melon, mellow, melon. I'm assuming this was to largely prevent me from freaking out and abandoning the park. But a few months into my service, when I was still a rookie. A friend and I were drunk at a party, get and he... Get these rookies. Get these rookies. <laughs> yeah, friend and drunk. Friend and I were drunk at a party. Get these rookies. Get these rookies. Get these rookies. Get these rookies. Are you talking about human trafficking? Yeah. The, and, the, and he opened up just a bit. Ooh, <laughs> get this pussy. This is his quotes. Yeah. It can get a little crazy out there, I guess. I think the worst are the ones where people die when they just shouldn't, you know? I or still when, am not uncertain of whether this is a sex trafficking story or he's talking yeah, about something creepy. Sure. The forest service could be some weird situation or something. I don't know. Or when we find them dead like 10 minutes after someone says they last saw them. They were fine when I passed them on the switchback. I swear. That sort of shit. Like, take this guy who I found one spring out on a really popular trail. Someone comes into the VC freaking out about some freaking out about some guy who's lying in the middle of the path in this giant pool of blood. So we run out there and we find this guy dead as a doornail, which he absolutely should be because the back of his head is like mashed potatoes. The skull is decimated. His brains were leaking out like custard filling. The, and the guy's only, uh, the guy's old, so you figure, yeah, he probably fell and hit his head. Old people fall all the time. It's no big deal. Except that this area where he fell doesn't have any big rocks. 
There's not even any stumps or big branches. And on top of that, there's no blood trail. So he clearly died where he dropped. Now that's where you turn to murder. But Are you doing a voice? Kind of. Okay. Just being sure because it's not that different from your actual speaking voice. It's deeper, okay? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. And when you turn to murder... <laughs> murder... Stop it. <laughs> it's you, you fucking asshole. Stop it! <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this is what I need. Yeah. Stop him from doing that. He's like, I'm gonna lick. Like, gonna lick him. <gasps> Fuck! Um, now that's when you turn to murder. <laughs> uh, but there were people... But they were... I'm trying to do a voice to show that it's like a, a guy person. talking in quotes and it's not working. <laughs> oh! But there were people out just, just out of sight with the guy. If someone came up behind him and murdered him, there's no way someone would have, wouldn't have heard. And again, even if someone had, there'd be a blood trail splattered all over the place. But everyone on the scene said it looked exactly like he'd fallen and smashed his head on a rock. So what the fuck did he hit his head on? And then there was this lady I found in a different park about five years ago, back when I was upstate. We found her in the middle of... A stand of big junipers, curled. Uh, what's happening? You no. Oh. Curled around the trunk, like she was hugging it. We picked her up to move her, and a fucking waterfall comes out of her mouth, splashes all over my shoes. Her clothes are dry and her hair is dry, but the amount of water in her lungs and stomach was phenomenal. Unreal, man. Coroner's report says the cause of death was drowning. Her lungs were completely full of water. This, even though we're in the middle of the high desert, and there isn't a body of water for miles. No puddles, no nothing. No signs of anyone else being out there. I mean, yeah, it's possible they were murdered, but why go out of, out of the way to do it like that? Why not just stab them and be done with it? I don't know. It just sits weird with me. Now, of course, that freaked me out a little bit. But we were wasted. And I guess... I sort of wrote it off as a fluke. <laughs> I, I also assumed... Why am I laughing? Um, I also assumed that there was no... There was exaggeration there since, you know, we were wasted. Now, I don't like talking about this next case very much. It was an awful one that I've done my best to forget about. But, of course, that's easier said than done. This happened about six months after the conversation with my friend at the bar. And up until that point, I hadn't had a lot of weird shit go down. A few things here and there... And of course the stairs, but it's amazingly easy to get used to stuff like that when it's treated as if it's normal. This case was a little different. A guy with Down syndrome in his 20s went missing after his family got lost sight of him on a major path. That was odd in of itself, because this guy never left his mom's side. He was absolutely, she was absolutely convinced that he'd been kidnapped, and unfortunately a ranger who isn't with the park anymore insinuated that no one was going to kidnap someone, well, with that kind of disability. Not very tactful, to say the least. We wasted a lot of time trying to calm her down enough to get information about him, and then we put out an official missing persons call. Because of the urgency of the situation, him being mostly unable to function alone, we had local police come in and help us. We didn't find him the first night, which was heartbreaking. None of us wanted to think about him being out there alone. We assumed he just kept wandering and was staying ahead of us. We brought out Helis the next day. I don't know what that is. I guess dogs? No, helis. Helicopters. Helis. Hello. Um, and they spotted him in a little canyon. I helped him 
help bring him back up, but he was in bad shape. I think we all knew he wasn't going to make it. He'd fallen and broken his spine and couldn't feel his lower half. He'd also broken both his legs, one at the femur, and lost a lot of blood. He was confused and scared while he was alone, so he'd probably exacerbated the injuries by dragging himself a little ways. I know it sounds awful, but while I was riding the helicopter with him, I asked him why he'd wanted off. I just wanted something to tell his mother to let her know it wasn't her fault because he was fading fast and I didn't think she'd get to ask him herself. He was crying and he said something about the how the sad little boy had wanted him to come play. He said the little boy wanted to trade so he could go home. And then he closed his eyes and then he woke up again. He was in the canyon. I'm not sure that's exactly what he said, but it was what I thought I got the gist of. He kept crying, asking where his mommy was, and I held his hand and tried my best to keep him calm. It was cold out there, he kept saying. It was cold out there. My legs was frozen. It was cold out there. It's cold in me. He was getting even weaker, so he eventually stopped talking and he closed his eyes for a while. Then we were, when we were about five minutes from the hospital, he looked right at me with these big tears running down his face and said, Mama won't see me no more. Love, Mama. Wish she was here. And he closed his eyes and he just never woke up. It was horrible, and I don't like talking about it. That case was one of the first ones that really rattled me badly. Because of how badly it affected me, I reached out to the senior ranger and who ended up helping me through it. As time went on, we got to know each other better. He ended up showing, uh, sharing one of his own stories with me. It was disturbing, but it helped to know that I wasn't the only one affected by the things going on out there. I think this must have happened before you got here. Because I, if, I, if it... You like my voices? <laughs> Mm, because they all it, sound the same. Because if it had happened while you were here, you'd have remembered it. I know it didn't end up in the news for some reason, but I think most people who've been here long enough know about it. The park sold off a portion of land to a logging company, and it was really a really controversial thing. But it wasn't that large, or what? It wasn't that large or old of a plot, and it was right after the recession, so we needed cash bad. Anyway, we were feeling this. Felling, felling? We were felling this plot of land. Feeling. Felling. Taking down the trees. Oh. Felling this plot of land. I don't know that word. <laughs> Fell a tree. Yeah. I never heard that. Am I you just said stupid? That, yeah. I said felling, and you said, never heard that. And I said, to fell a tree. And you were like, oh, yeah. No. What I meant, you explained the definition after you just defined it. I said, yeah. Thank you. Anyways, I've never heard that word before. So oh, my God. Look at me oh my God. being a stupid idiot. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's a stupid <laughs> piece of fucking stupid. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> and we get a call that we need to get our supervisors out oh right God, away. Do you remember when, <laughs> when you said m'lady? <laughs> We're offending a m'lady. 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 <laughs> Curtsies. <laughs> Milady tips Fedora. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I don't know why, but they ended up sending. <laughs> Shut up. I'm still laughing about Philly. Um, I don't know why, but they ended up sending me and a few other guys along with the head with the heads. Uh, I guess for power and numbers to see what's up. We got there, and all these guys were crowded around a tree that they just cut down. They're all pissed off and freaking out, and the foreman comes over and says he wants to know what we think we're up to. What the hell y'all think this is? Some kind of sick joke? You've got a lot oh, of... they don't get an accent? 
What the hell y'all think? <laughs> what the hell y'all think this is? <laughs> y'all think it's some sick joke? You've got a lot of fucking nerve pulling this shit. We bought this land fair and square. Well, we don't know what the hell he's talking about, so he brings us over to this felled tree and points at it and tells us that was what that tells us that when they cut it down, it was just like this, and they'll be damned if they put it there. Inside of the tree was all rotted out and hollow in one spot, and when they cut it down, it exposed that chamber, and inside, inside it is a hand, like a perfectly severed hand, and it looks like it's actually fused with the inside of the tree. Well, now we think they're pulling a joke, so we tell them that we don't like being fucked with, and we start to leave. But they tell us they've already called the cops, and that they'll go right to the media if we don't stick around. Well, that gets the heads' attention, so they stick around and talk to the police about it. Everyone is denying that they put the hand there, and besides, how would anyone have done it? It's clearly a real hand, and it's not mummified or skeletal. It's brand new, probably not even a day old, and it's definitely fused with the wood. You can see that it's coming right out of it. The loggers, they insist that they didn't put it there. Somehow, this fresh human hand ended up fused to the inside of this living tree. The cops have them cut up that section of the tree into a movable chunk, and then they take the hand away, and the area is closed off. It was a pretty big investigation, but I know that they didn't find, they didn't find, get, find, get, find or get any answers. Uh, Now it's become this legend and as far as i know we haven't sold any more property for logging <laughs> isn't that awesome uh next yeah because you shouldn't cut down the forests as we all know i went to a paltrow says to stick a jade egg inside your vagina yeah she also came out with a commercial this christmas where she puts a dildo in the stocking and she takes it out and she's like sometimes you have to have a gift for yourself what company is that for goop Oh my god. Goop! Is that. I don't, I don't know. That's her lifestyle brand. That's disgusting. Complete so she with crystals. created a dildo. What is, who is the dildo? Um, I don't know if she created one, but she was trying to give it as a gift to somebody, but then she was like, mm, it's for maybe me. it's for me. Um, who's dil, whose dick is it modeled after? I'm curious. Uh, I didn't actually see it was all blurred out, but it was purple. So is it just a vibrator or is it a dick? Maybe a vibrator. Okay. It's a little bit different. Goop! Are you going to goop to find out? Oh, hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah, PM. <laughs> that we'll post a picture of it on our Hi, Instagram goop. page at our Spoopy Podcast. <laughs> Do you guys have any dildos available? <laughs> Shopgoop.com. I just want to post it on there and show our uh, listeners what they're talking about. I just want to know if they have like a Christmas section and then it's in there. What? Last chance to shop. 70% off. Ooh. Wellness. off for goop. <gasps> Ooh, there's a woman's butt. Uh, butthole or butt? Butt. Side Remember the time you guys had a rosebud on your TV? Oh, so beautiful. Just a small little rabbit. A little rabbit? It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a full dildo. It's, it's just a little rabbit. Oh, that's no fun. I want, oh, like, my God. <laughs> they have it. Oh my god! Do you know what it's called? What? The tennis coach! Oh. The tennis coach vibrator. Tennis coach vibrator. (laughs) And V-Fit Intimate Wellness Solution. That's (laughs) definitely also a vibrator. Stimulating. The tennis coach. Working on your self-service game. $55. Gwyneth Paltrow is a lady... 
The V-Fit Intimate Wellness Solution is $495. That must mean that it's... Hold on, she's got a couple because there's also a vibrator necklace. This just full of vibrators. A vibrator necklace, does it, you just put it right on your... Is that like vibrator on the go? There's like 30 vibrators on here. We gotta have options. <laughs> what? You gotta have vibrator options. Okay, hold on. There's the <clears throat> pillow, sex pillow. $95. A versatile pillow made of a soft foam that helps you hit the perfect angle. Ew. The palm vibrator. A soft, super bendy, waterproof vibrator with five different patterns and intensity settings. I hate that. Luna Beans. Wait, does it use water? You can use it in water. Ew. Luna Beans. <laughs> Just taking a bath. <laughs> Are you using a chainsaw in there? <laughs> the lawnmower. <laughs> Hold on. Luna Beads make strengthening your pelvic floor simple and fun. Uh, Eva 2 Vibrator. Wait, are those the beads that you stick inside your vagina? Yeah. Yeah. One inside, one out. Oh, they're are they magnetic? No, there's like a thing in between them. Oh. So that's to like keep your vagina tight? No, you stick know. one inside and have the other one out, so it's like you got to hold it in place. I don't know. I don't know I how don't vaginas know work. Vaginas. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever, I assume. I'm just trying to think like, what would a butthole do? <laughs> I'm just Instead of like, what would Jesus do? What would buttholes do? What is it? W W. What would she has fourteen dildos? W W B W D G D J D. W W B D. What would buttholes do? I mean, open. It not if they have a rejuvenator there to strengthen your pelvic floor. I can't stand the names of these. The tennis coach. The Millionaire Vibrator, The Fireman Vibrator, The Frenchman Vibrator, Kip Vibrator. She is objectifying men everywhere. I know. I love it. Keep doing it. She has 14 vibrators on this website, and I thought that was a joke, but apparently it isn't. All right, keep going. Okay. Um, (laughs) What would buttholes do? Um, As you all know, I went to a training seminar recently, and I heard some amazing and horrible things there. One of the guys I talked to uh, a while talked to while I was there told me a stoil. Stoil? Am I like breaking down? What's I think happening? you're Jewish. Yeah. One stoil. of those goyles One of those there goyles. told me a stoil. Oh boy. One of the guys I talked to while I was there told me a story when we were all around the campfire one night. We were both pretty drunk. You'll see a pattern here. And we were swapping stories. Ew. Swapping what? What kind of Dicks. stories? Yeah. He told me this one. Should I do another southern accent? No, do Jewish lady. I You're not as not. good as I'm not. Me. You are. I'll Let me just, do it. No, I'll just do mine. Hello. Hello. <laughs> do that. Yeah. yeah. Give it a really stupid one. Me and another guy were out in a field search because some campers reported screaming noises at night. Oh my god. <laughs> so we head out there to look for whatever fucking mountain lion has wandered into the area, and I'm pissed. <laughs> okay, stop, because it's not even funny. It's funny, but it's not horrifying. It's sad. Um, 
We've had three of them show up in the camping areas that year alone, and I'm t getting tired as hell of constantly having to deal with them. Plus, I don't like them anyway. They're a pain in the ass, and they're loud, and they scare the shit out of me. Fucking cats. Pieces of shit. I'm groaning about it to the guy I'm with, and he thinks it's a, uh, a real fucking riot. So we're seeing all these broken branches and what looks like dens, and we're pretty sure we know where this thing is. I call in, they tell me to confirm if possible, which you know just means they want you to step in a big pile of shit and use it as proof. I'm not seeing any though, so basically I just tell them to shove it, uh, it shove it, I'm done. We know that damn thing's out here somewhere, even if I'm not stepping in it shit or, or inside its mouth or whatever. Guy I'm with wanders off to take a piss or whatever, and I stay behind watching this little burrow under the tree to see if maybe a fox or something is living under it. Because I love foxes, man. They're cute as hell, but anyway, I'm watching this tree and I start hearing branches crackling, and it's coming from the direction my partner went opposite of. Now, I've got my pistol, but you know, but you and I both know that's not gonna do shit against a cat. I cock it and holler for my partner to get his dumbass back, but he's too far and he can't hear me. Why did they go so far to pee? If I'm out in the middle of the fucking woods, I'm going to pee like at that tree right next to you. <laughs> just turn around. Yeah, just turn around and I'm going to pee. Uh, I stand up and get my sights on where this thing is approaching, and I shit you not, man, I just about peed myself. This guy is coming toward me, and he's backflipping through the fucking woods. Like, instead of walking, he's just doing these crazy fucking backflips, and I swear to God he cleared every fucking log and bush in his path. Is it Simone Biles? <laughs> it was like he knew right where he was going. I yelled the guy to stop where he is, and I'm pointing a gun right at him, but he keeps coming, and I just kind of lost it. I shot at the ground in front of him, and it was a dumb fucking thing to do, but man, I didn't want this guy anywhere near me. When I fired, he was about 50 yards from me, and as soon as the gun went off, he whirls around and goes back, back flipping back into the woods. My partner hears my gun go off and runs back and asks what's up. I tell him that there's some fucking weirdo out here, hopped up on God knows what, and we need to get the hell out of Dodge. I thought they were in the forest. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Simone Biles would never go to Dodge. Oh my gosh. She drives Lincolns. So then there you go. She it wasn't Simone Biles. It who else <laughs> is gonna do backflips through the forest? Katya? This is um, <laughs> Fair point, right? It's true, but Katya would never go anywhere where there's no meth. That's true. Oh. I hope you get help, Katya. She's not on meth anymore. Not, well, she had a relapse after drugs. All stars dudes. Prescription strokes. Pour some out for our homies. Don't pour red wine on the carpet, please. I'll think about it. I let the cops know. Uh, yeah, I let the cops know what happened, and I didn't get in any trouble for firing. But man, I don't know what the fuck that motherfucker was on. What? Crocodile. He's something. But I've never seen anything like that before. Shit was absolutely butt fuck crazy. Ooh, butt fuck. They even put a dash in there. It would have been so much better if you were like, she was more buttfuck crazy. She was absolutely buttfuck crazy. <laughs> uh, so this is normal voice. I think we can agree that there's stuff going on out here in the woods. And while I'm not going to spout off about it, or I'm sorry, about what it could be or offer any theories, what I want people to take away from all of this is that it is so damn important to be safe when you're out there. I know a lot of you think you're invincible, but the fact is that you can die out there or be hurt or go missing. You can it's easier... and will die out there. Yeah. It's easier than you'd ever imagine. 
I apologize for these relatively short update guys. Up, up, update guys. I will do my absolute best to continue the series as soon as possible. Thank you all for your continuing support. It means the world to me. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. So I will not be reading any more of them uh, on our podcast, but you should go to uh, Reddit on your own and read these. Slash r slash no sleep. Yeah, and it's called "I'm a Search and Rescue Officer for the U.S. Forest Service." I have some stories to tell. And I just read part six to you guys. And I have something to say. And I, uh, my name is Shangela. And really? I have something to, no. Are you not. sure? Who is it? My name is Jasmine Masters. Oh, yeah. And I have something to say. Shangela's always got something to say, though. You know, Shangela's like, I'm Daenerys from the Game of Thrones, and I'm going to get my dragons after you. Daenerys. That's what she says. Yeah. Um, but she does, and she sent her dragon, and she should have won uh, all no, sorts of things. No, she should Emily, if you're trash, you know what's not trash? Changel. Our sponsor, Economy Works, hey. a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help with writing, writing job descriptions, conducting market analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network with over 600 years of talent to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy works. Yes, that's something. Okay, no, it's true. What? Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. I read that on a post that he made. What? What? Oh, so like between everybody. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god. How long has this company been around? 600, 600 years. 600 years. Thomas, tell us about the French Revolution. <laughs> tell us about coming to America. Can you tell us about the King Dynasty? <laughs> Discovering the West Indies. Remember when that burning bush was talking? What did, did it say? Did you know about the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Goop has dildos if anyone wants any, but I have a story for you. She's not a sponsor. She's she's not. Yet. Yeah. How do we get Gwyneth Paltrow on this podcast? <laughs> Use her dildos. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. I don't think I want so, to. This story is... I want the fireman. <laughs> you don't want the Frenchman? No. Or the millionaire. And the millionaire. Mm, They're not that different, though. They're all pretty much the same shape. But are they all the same cost? Probably not. Uh, No, they're all the same cost. The millionaire looks... Okay. (laughs) We're back on the dildo. Let's let's look at this really quick. We just need to... We still need to answer the question, what would buttholes do? So, the millionaire is just like a soft oval shape. Um, The Frenchman is a pointy one? No, the fireman is a... The fireman is a pointy one. Yeah, it looks like a candle. Yeah. Uh, And the... Oh my god, the boxes have like little caps on them. What? Look at the boxes. (laughs) <laughs> stupid <laughs> the frenchman is like a i don't fucking know that, that looks is. like a fucking slope? conical yeah slope thing there's the tennis coach look he's got a little tennis cap on <laughs> or a sweatband. sweatband cute tennis cap <laughs> god i love that <laughs> anyways <clears throat> I wouldn't. I don't know how to suggest dildos to people that use them because I don't. But I would imagine you don't have to. You've got one in that sleeps next to you. He's more than that. 
Sometimes he asks how I'm doing. <laughs> no, he asks how I'm doing all the time. Every once in a while, I say, hey, bitch. Like, you have feelings, right? How are those going? How are those, how are those things doing? <laughs> tell me about them. How does it feel to have feelings? So let me tell you about somebody that doesn't have that many feelings. Oh, God. In this creepypasta titled Claus? Psychosis. 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 <clears throat> Sunday. I'm not sure why I'm writing this down on paper and not on my computer. I guess I've just noticed some odd things. It's not that I don't trust the computer. I just need to organize my thoughts. I need to get all the details somewhere objective, somewhere I know that what I write can't be deleted or changed. Not that that's happened. It, it just... Everything blurs together here. The fog of memory lends itself to a strange cast of things. I'm starting to... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm starting to feel cramped in this small apartment. Maybe that's the problem. Mm, I just cramped. had to go and choose the cheapest apartment, the only one in the basement. The lack of windows down oh. here makes... Listen, I sat quietly through your story. <laughs> I'm just trying to get situated. My butt hurts. <laughs> so move to the rocking chair. Um, the lack of windows down here makes day and night seem to slip by seamlessly. I haven't been out in a few days because I've been working on this programming project so intensively. I suppose I just want to get it done. Hours of sitting, same. <laughs> Staring at the monitor can make no, anyone feel strange. No, we've only been sitting here for a few minutes recording this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Gosh, I feel well-rested. I mean, Not tired still. at all. Uh, but I don't think that's it. I'm not sure when I started to feel like something was odd. I can't even define what it is. Maybe I just haven't talked to anyone in a while. That's the first thing that crept up on me. Everyone I talk to normally online while I program has been idle, or they've simply not logged on at all. My instant messages go unanswered. My last email I got from anybody was a friend saying he talked to me when he got back from the store, and that was yesterday. I'd call with my cell phone, but reception's terrible down here. Yeah, that's it. I, I just need to call someone. I, I'm going to go outside. Well, that didn't work so well. As the tingle of fear fades, I'm feeling a little ridiculous for being scared at all. I looked in the mirror before I went out, but I didn't shave the two-day stubble I've grown. I figured I was just going out for a quick cell phone call. I did change my shirt, though, because it was lunchtime, and I guess that I'd run into at least one person I knew. That didn't end up happening, I, and I wish it did. When I went out, I opened the door to my small apartment slowly. A small feeling of apprehension had somehow already lodged itself in me for some indefinable reason. I chalked it up to having not spoken to anyone in a while but myself for a day or two. I peered down the dingy gray hallway and made it dingier by the fact that it was a basement hallway. On one end, a large metal door led to the building's furnace room. It was locked, of course. Two dreary soda machines stood by it. I bought a soda from one the first day I moved in, but it had expired two years before. I'm fairly sure that nobody knows these machines are even down here, or my cheap landlady just doesn't care to get them restocked. Probably both. <laughs> yes. I closed my door softly, and I walked the other direction, taking care not to make a sound. 
I have no idea why I chose to do that, but it was fun giving in to the strange impulse not to break the droning hum of the sound of machines, at least for the moment. I got to the stairwell and took the stairs up to the building's front floor. Front door. Front floor. Front floor. I looked through the heavy door's small square window and received quite the shock. It was definitely not lunchtime. City gloom hung over the dark street outside, and the traffic lights at the intersection in the distance blinked yellow. Dim clouds, purple and black, from the glow of the city hung overhead. Nothing moved, save for the few sidewalk trees that shifted in the wind. I remember shivering, though I wasn't cold. Maybe it was the wind outside. I could vaguely hear it through the heavy metal door, and I knew that it was the unique kind of late-night wind that was constant, cold, and quiet, save for the rhythm of the rhythmic music that it made as it passed through countless unseen tree leaves. I decided not to go outside. Yeah, because that sounds like it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because trust me, I've been there plenty of times when I was in college. I'd be like, why is there wind out here right now? It's the middle of summer, and it's windy. Um, other places in the world, that's normal. Wind? During all of the day. Wind? Mm-hmm. Instead, well, we only have that at night. <laughs> we only have that from January until March, between the hours of 3 a.m. to, to 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, instead, I lifted my cell phone to the door's little window and checked the signal meter. The bars filled up the meter, and I smiled. Time to hear someone else's voice. Yes, I get to do a voice. That's me. I remember thinking, relieved, it was such a strange thing to be afraid of nothing. So I shook my head, and I laughed at myself silently, and I hit speed dial for my best friend Amy's number and held the phone up to my ear. It rang once, but then it stopped. Nothing happened, and I listened in silence for a good 20 seconds. And then I hung up. I frowned, and I looked at the signal meter again, still full. So I went to dial her number again, but then my phone rang in my hand, startling me, and I put it up to my ear. Hello? I asked, immediately fighting down in a small shock and hearing the first spoken voice in days. Even if it was my own, I had gotten used to the droning um of the building's inner workings, my computer, the soda machines in the hallway. There was no response to my greeting at first, but then finally a voice came. Hey! A clear male voice, obviously of college age like me. Who's this? John, I replied, confused. Oh, sorry, wrong number, he replied, and then he hung up. I lowered the phone slowly and leaned against the thick brick wall of the stairwell. That was strange. I looked at my received calls list, but the number was unfamiliar. Before I could think on it further, the phone rang loudly, shocking me yet again. This time, I looked at the caller before I answered. Another unfamiliar number. This time, I held the phone up to my ear, but said nothing. I heard nothing but the general background noise of a phone, and then a familiar voice broke my attention. John, was the single word in Amy's voice. I breathed a sigh of relief. Hey, it's you, I replied. Who else would it be? She responded. Oh, the number. I'm at a party on 7th Street, and my phone died as you called me. It's someone else's phone, obviously. I oh. hate your accent. <laughs> okay, I said. Where are you? She said. My eyes glanced over to the drab, whitewashed cylinder block walls and the heavy metal door with its small windows. 
at my building, I saw it just feeling cute, cooped up. And I it's feeling cute. Feeling cute. <laughs> Might delete <Sis>. later. <laughs> um, I didn't realize it was so late. You should come here, she said, laughing. Nah, I don't feel like looking for some strange place by myself in the middle of the night, I said, looking out of the window at the silent, windy street that secretly scared me just a tiny bit. I think I'm just going to keep on working or go to bed. Nonsense, she replied. I can come get you. Your building's close to 7th Street, right? How drunk are you, I asked lightheartedly. You know where I live. Oh, of course, she said abruptly. I guess I can't just get there by walking, huh? He said, you could if you wanted to waste a half an hour, I said. Right, she said. Okay, have to go. Good luck with your work. I lowered the phone once more, looking at the numbers flash as the call ended, and then the droning silence suddenly reasserted itself in my ears. The two strange calls in the eerie street outside just drove home my aloneness in this empty stairwell, perhaps from having seen too many scary movies. Oh my god, it sounds like you. Mm. Mm. I had the sudden inexplicable idea that something could look, look in the door's windows and see me, some sort of horrible entity that hovered at the edge of aloneness, just waiting to creep up on me, on oh, unsuspecting fuck. people that strayed too far from other hum, human beings. Human beings. Common beings. I knew the fear was irrational, but nobody else was around, so... I jumped down the stairs, ran down the hallway to my room, and closed the door as swiftly as I could while staying silent. Like I said, I feel a little ridiculous for being scared of nothing, and the fear had already faded. Writing this down helps a lot. It makes me realize that nothing's wrong. It filters out the half-formed thoughts and fears that only leaves cold, hard facts. It's late. I got a call from the wrong number. And Amy's phone died, so she called me back from another number. Nothing strange is happening. Nothing weird. Still, there was something a little off about the conversation. I know it could have been just the alcohol she had, or was it even her that seemed off to me? Or was it... Yes, that was it. I didn't realize it until this moment, writing down these things. I knew writing things would help me. She said she was at a party, but I only heard silence in the background. That doesn't mean that she had left the party. She could have gone outside to make a call. No, that couldn't be it either. I didn't hear the wind. I need to see if the wind is still blowing. Monday. I forgot to finish writing last night. I'm not sure what I expected to see when I ran up the stairwell and looked out the heavy metal door. I'm feeling ridiculous. Last night's fear seems hazy and unreasonable to me now. I can't wait to go out in the sunlight. I'm going to check my email, shave, shower, and finally get out of here. Wait. I think I heard something. While they're writing. Pause. It was thunder. The whole sunlight and fresh air thing didn't happen. I went out into the stairwell and up to the stairs to only find it disappointing. 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 The heavy metal's door little window showed only flowing water as torrential rain slammed against it. Only a very dim, gloomy light filtered through the rain. But at least I knew it was daytime. Even if it was gray, sickly, wet, and dreary. I tried looking out the window and waiting for the lightning to illuminate the gloom, but the rain was too heavy, and I couldn't make out anything more than a vague, weird shape moving and odd angles in the waves washing down on the window. 
Disappointed, I turned around, but I didn't want to go back to my room. Instead, I wandered up the stairs, past the first floor and the second. The stairs end at the third floor, the highest floor in the building. I looked through the glass that ran up the outer wall of the stairwell, but that, but it was warped, thick kind that scatters the light, not the kind that there was much to see through when the rain begins. I opened the stairwell door and wandered down the hallway. The ten or so thick wooden doors painted blue a long time ago were all closed. I listened as I walked, but it was the middle of the day, so I was not surprised to hear nothing but the rain outside. As I stood there in the dim hallway listening to the rain, I had, I had strange fleeting impression that the doors were standing like silent granite monoliths, erected like some ancient forgotten civilization for some unfathomable guardian purpose. LOL erected. Lacey erected? Gross. She went there. Trash. Lightning flashed, and I could have sworn that just for that moment, the grainy old blue doors looked like rough stone. I laughed at myself for letting my imagination get the best of me, but then it occurred to me that the dim gloom and lightning must mean that there was a window somewhere in the hallway. A vague memory surfaced, and I suddenly recalled that the third floor had an alcove and an inset window halfway down the floor's hallway. Excited to look out into the rain and possibly see another human being, I quickly walked over to the alcove, finding the large, thin glass window. Rain washed down on it. As with the front door's window, but I could open this one. I reached a hand out to slide it open, but hesitated. I had the strangest feeling that if I opened the window, I would see something absolutely horrifying on the other side. Everything's been so odd lately. So I came up with a plan. I came back here to get what I needed. I don't seriously think anything will come of it, but I'm bored and it's raining, so I'm going stir-crazy. I came back to get my webcam. The cord is not long enough to reach the third floor by any means, but I'm going to hide it through between the two soda machines in the dark end of my basement hallway. Run the wire along the wall under my door and put black duct tape over the wire to blend it in with the black plastic strip that runs along the base of the hallway's walls. I know this is silly, but I haven't anything better to do. <sighs> well, nothing happened. I propped open the door hallway to stairwell door, steeled myself, then flung the heavy door open wide and ran like hell down the stairs to my room, slammed the door, watched the webcam on my computer intently, seeing the hallway outside my door and most of the stairwell. I'm watching it right now, and I don't see anything interesting. I just wish the camera's position was different so that I could see out the front door. Hey, somebody's online! I got out an older, less functional webcam that I had in my closet to video chat with my friend online. I couldn't really explain it to him why I wanted to video chat, but it felt good to see another person's face. He couldn't talk for very long, and we didn't talk about anything meaningful, but I felt much better. My strange fear has almost passed. I would completely better I would feel completely better, but there was something odd about our conversation. I know that I've just said everything had seemed odd, but still, he was very vague in his responses. 
I can't recall one specific thing that he had said, no particular name or place or event, but he did ask for my email address to keep in touch. Wait, I just got an email. I'm about to go out. I just got an email from Amy that asked me to meet her for dinner at the place we usually go to. I do love the pizza, and I've just been eating random food from my poorly stocked fridge for days, so I can't wait. Again, I feel ridiculous about the odd couple of days I've been having. I should destroy this journal when I get back. Oh, another email. <sighs> oh my god, I just left the email uh, open, and I opened the door. I, I almost opened the door. I almost opened the door, but I read the email first. It was from a friend that I hadn't heard from in a long time, and was sent to a huge number of emails that must have been every person he had saved in his address list. It had no subject, and it simply said, Seen with your own eyes. Don't trust them. They. What the hell is that supposed to mean? The words shock me, and I keep going over them and over them again. Is it a desperate email sent just as, as, as something happened? The words are obviously cut off without finishing. On any other day, I would have dismissed this as spam from a computer virus or something, but the word, seen with your own eyes? I can't help but read this over, over this journal and think back over the last few days. I realize that I haven't seen another person with my own eyes or talked to another person face to face. The webcam conversation with my friend was so strange, so vague, so eerie now that I think about it. Was it eerie, or was the fear clouding my memory? My mind toys with the progression of events that I've written here, pointing out that I have not been presented with one single fact that I did not specifically give out unsuspectingly. The random wrong number that got my name and subsequent strange return call from Amy, the friend that asked my for my email address, I messaged him first when I saw him online, then I got my first email in a few minutes after that conversation. Oh my god. That phone call with Amy, I said over the phone that I was within a half hour's walk of 7th Street. They know that I'm near there. What if they're trying to find me? Where is everyone else? Why have I not seen or heard from anyone else in days? No, no, no. No, no, no. This is crazy. This is absolute cra absolutely crazy. I need to calm down. This madness needs to end. Pause. Pause. I don't know what to think. I ran about my apartment furiously, holding my cell phone up to every corner to see if I got signal through heavy, heavy walls. Finally, in the tiny bathroom near one ceiling, I got a single bar. Holding my phone there, I sent a text <clears throat> message to every number in my list. Not wanting to betray anything about my unfounded fears, I simply said, You seen anyone face to face lately? At that point, I just wanted any reply back. I didn't care what it was or if I embarrassed myself. I tried to call someone a few times, but I could not get my head up high enough. And if I brought my cell phone down even an inch, I lost signal. Then I remembered the computer. I rushed over to it, instant messaging everyone online. Most were idle or away from their computer. Nobody responded. My messages grew more frantic, and I started telling people where I was and to stop by in person for a host of barely passable reasons. I didn't care about anything by that point. I just needed to see another person. I also tore apart my apartment looking for something that I might have missed. 
some way to contact another human being without opening the door. I know it's crazy. I know it's unfounded. But what if? What if? I just need to be sure. I taped the phone to the ceiling just in case. <clears throat> Tuesday. <laughs> the phone rang. Exhausted from last night's rampage, I must have fallen asleep. I woke up to the phone ringing, and I ran into the bathroom, stood on the toilet, flipped open this phone, taped to the ceiling. It was Amy, and I feel so much better. She was really worried about me, and apparently had been trying to contact me since last time I talked to her. She's coming over now, and yes, she knows where I am without me telling her. I feel so embarrassed. I'm definitely throwing away this journal before anyone sees it. I don't even know why I'm writing in it now. Maybe it's just because it's the only communication I've had at all since since God knows when. I look like hell, too. I looked in the mirror before I came in here. My eyes are sunken, my stubble is thicker, and I, ju I just look generally unhealthy. My apartment is trashed, but I'm not going to clean it up. I think I need someone else to see what I've been going through these past few days, and they've not been normal. I'm not one to imagine things. I know I have been the victim of extreme probability. I probably missed seeing another person a dozen times. I just happened to go out when it was late at night or in the middle of the day when everyone was gone. Everything's perfectly fine. I know this now. Plus, I found something in the closet last night that has helped me tremendously. A television. I just set it up a few minutes before I wrote this, so it's on in the background. Television's always been an escape for me, and it reminds me that there's a world beyond these dingy brick walls. I'm glad Amy is the only one that responded to me after last night's frantic pestering of everyone I could contact. She's been my best friend for years. She doesn't know it, but I count the day that I met her among one of the few moments of true happiness in my life. I remember that warm summer day fondly. It seems a different reality from this dark, rainy, lonely place. I feel like I spent days sitting on that playground, much too old to play, just talking with her and hanging out around doing nothing at all. I feel like I can go back to that moment sometimes, and it reminds me that this damn place is not all there is. Finally, a knock on the door. Pause. Pause. Ugh. Lots of words. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought that it was odd that I couldn't see her through the camera that I had hid between the two soda machines. I figured it was in a bad position. Like when I couldn't see out the front door, I should have known. I should have known. After the knock, I yelled through the door, jokingly, that I had a camera between the soda machines because I was embarrassed myself that I had taken this paranoia so far. After I did that, I saw her image walk over to the camera, look down at it. She smiled and waved. Hey, she said to the camera Hi. brightly, giving it a wry look. I know it's weird, I said in the mic attached to my computer. I've had a few weird days. Must have, she replied. Open the door, John. I hesitated. How can I be sure? Hey, humor me here a second, I told her through the mic. Tell me one thing about us, just to prove me, prove to me that you're you. She gave the camera a weird look. Um, all right, she said, slowly, thinking. We met randomly at a playground when we were both way too old to be there. 
I sighed deeply as the reality returned and fear faded. God, I'd been ridiculous. Of course it was Amy. That day wasn't anywhere in the world except in my memory. I'd never even mentioned it to anyone, not out of embarrassment. But the strange secret nostalgia and the longing for those days to return. If there was some unknown force at work trying to trick me as I feared, there was no way that they could have known about that day. <laughs> All right, I'll explain everything, I told her. Be right there. I ran to my small bathroom and fixed my hair as best as I could. I looked like hell, but she would understand, snickering at my own unbelievable behavior and the mess I'd made of the place. I walked to the door. I put my hand on the doorknob and gave the mess one last look. So ridiculous, I thought. My eyes traced over the half-eaten food lying on the ground, the overflowing trash bin, and the bed that had been tipped to the side, looking for God knows what. I almost turned to the door and opened it, but my eyes fell on one last thing. The old webcam. The one that I had used for that eerily vacant chat with my friend. Its silent black sphere lay haphazardly tossed to the side. Its lens pointed at the table where this journal lie. An overwhelming terror took to me as I realized that if something could see into the camera, it would have just seen what I wrote about that day. I asked her for one thing about us, and she chose the only thing in the world that they thought, that I thought that they did or did not know. But it did. It did know it. It could have been watching me. It could have been watching me the whole time. I didn't open the door. I screamed. I screamed in uncontrollable terror. I stomped on the old webcam on the floor. The door shook, and the doorknob tried to turn, but I didn't hear Amy's voice through the door. Was it a basement door that kept out the drafts? Was it too thick? Or was Amy not outside? What could have been trying to get in if not her? What the hell is out there? I saw her on my computer through the camera outside. I heard her on the speakers through my camera, through the camera outside. But was it real? How can I know? She's gone now. I screamed and shouted for help. I piled up everything in my apartment against the front door. Friday. At least I think it's Friday. I broke everything electronic. I smashed my computer to pieces. Every single thing on there could have been accessed by network access. Or worse, altered. I'm a programmer. I know every little piece of information I gave out since this started. My name, my email, my location, none of it came back from the outside until I gave it out. I've been going over this and over this. Over what I wrote, I've been pacing back and forth, alternating between stark terror and overpowering disbelief. Sometimes I'm absolutely certain some phantom entity is dead set on the simple goal of getting me to go outside, back to the beginning, with the phone call from Amy. She was effective asking me quest effectively asking me to open the door and go outside. I've been running through it in my head. One point of view says that I've acted like a madman, and all of this is extreme convergence of probability, never going outside at the right times by pure luck, never seeing another person by pure chance, getting a random nonsense email from some computer virus just at the right time. And then the other point of view says that extreme convergence of probability is the reason that whatever's out there hasn't gotten me already. 
I keep thinking. I never open the window on the third floor. I never open the front door until that incredibly stupid stunt with the hidden camera after which I ran straight into my room and slammed the door. I haven't opened my own solid door since I flung open the front door of the building. Whatever's out there, if anything's out there, never made an appearance in the building before I opened the front door. Maybe that's the reason it wasn't in the building already, was that it was elsewhere getting everyone else. And then it waited until I betrayed my existence by trying to call Amy, which didn't work until it called me and asked my name. Oh, boy. Girl, you in danger. You in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. We still got three pages. Oh, boy. Four pages. Terror, Terror literally overwhelms me every time I try to fit the pieces of this nightmare together. That email, short, cut off, was it from someone else trying to get the word out? Some friendly voice desperately trying to warn me before it came? Seen with my own eyes, don't trust them, exactly what I've been so suspicious of. It could have been some master control of all things electronic, practicing its insidious deception by tricking me into coming outside. Why can't it get in? It knocked on the door. It must have some sort of solid presence. The door, the images of those doors in the upper hallway as a guardian monolith flash back in my mind every time I trace this path of thoughts. Trace the path of thoughts. (laughs) Trace the path of thoughts. Okay, I'm Norwegian. Trace. (laughs) If there was some phantom entity trying to get me to go outside, maybe it can't get through the doors. I keep thinking back over all the books I've read or movies I've seen, trying to generate some explanation for this. Doors have always been such an intense foci of F-C-O-I? Foci? Foci. Foci? Foci? It's booby. F-C-O-I? F-O-C-I? Foci? Whatever. Yeah, it's foci. Foci <coughs> of human imagination, always seen as wards or port- portals of special importance. Or perhaps the door is just too thick. I know that I couldn't bash through any of the doors in this building, let alone the heavy basement ones, aside from that. The real question is, why does it even want me? If it just wanted to kill me, it could do it in any number of ways, including just waiting until I starve to death. What if it doesn't want to kill me? What if it has something far more horrific fate in store for me? God, what can I do to escape this nightmare? A knock on the door. I told the people on the other side of the door that I needed a minute to think and that I'll come out. I'm I'm really just writing this down so I can figure out what to do. At least this time I heard their voices, my paranoia. And yes, I recognize I'm being paranoid. It has me thinking of all the sorts of ways that their voices could be faked electronically. Oh my gosh. There could be nothing but speakers outside simulating human voices. Did it really take them three days to come talk to me? Is Amy supposedly out there along with two policemen and a psychiatrist? Maybe it took them three days to think of what to say to me. The psychiatrist's claim could be pretty convincing if I decided to think that this all had been some crazy misunderstanding and not some entity trying to trick me into opening the door. The psychiatrist had an older voice, authoritarian but still caring. I liked it. I'm desperate just to see someone with my own eyes. He said, I have something called cyberpsychosis, and I'm just one of a nationwide epidemic of thousands of people trying 
have having breakdowns triggered by a suggestive email that got through somehow. I swear he said got through somehow. I think he means spread through country, th spread throughout the country inexplicably, but I'm not an incredibly suspicious person that the in entity slipped up and revealed something. He said, I'm part of a wave of emergent behavior that a lot of other people are having the same problem with the same fears, even though we've never communicated. That neatly explains the strange email about the eyes that I got. I didn't get the original triggering email. I got a descendant of it. My friend could have broken down too and tried to warn everyone he knew about his paranoid fears. That's how the problem spreads. The psychiatrist claims, I could have spread it too with my texts and instant messages online to everybody I know. One of those people might be melting down right now after being triggered by something that I sent them, something that might have they might have interpreted the way that they had wanted. Something like a text see, saying, seen anyone face to face lately? The psychiatrist told me that he didn't want to lose another one. That people like me are intelligent, and that's our downfall. We draw conclusions so well that we draw them even when they shouldn't be there. He said it's easy to get caught up in paranoia in our fast-paced world, a constantly changing place where more and more of our interaction is simulated. I have to give him one thing. It's a great explanation. It neatly explains everything. It perfectly explains everything, in fact. I have every reason to shake off this nightmarish fear that something or con something or consciousness or being out there wants me to open the door so that it can capture me for some horrible fate worse than death. It would be foolish after hearing that explanation to stay in here until I starve to death just to spite the entity that might have gotten everyone else. It would be foolish to think that after... No, shit. Yeah, no, what? Okay. <laughs> it would be foolish to think that after hearing that explanation, I might be one of the last people left alone on an empty world hiding in my secure basement room, spiting some unthinkable deceptive entity just by refusing to be captured. It's a perfect explanation for every single strange thing that I've seen or heard, and I have every reason in the world to let all of my fears go and open the door. <laughs> and that's exactly why I'm not going to. <laughs> How can I be sure? How can I know what's real and what's deception? All of these damn things with their wires and signals that originate from some unseen origin, they're not real. I can't be sure. Signals through cameras, faked videos, deceptive phone calls and emails, even the television lying broken on the floor. How can I possibly know it's real? It's just signals, waves, lights, the door. It's bashing on the door. It's trying to get in. What insane mechanical contrivance could it be? Contrivance. That's probably right. Could it be to <laughs> using to simulate the sound of men attacking the heavy wooden door so well? At least I can see it with my my own eyes. There's nothing left in here for me to for it to deceive me with. I've ripped apart everything else. It can't deceive my eyes, can it? Seen with your own eyes. Don't trust them. Wait. What if that was a desperate message telling me to trust my eyes, or warning me about my eyes too? Oh God, what's the difference between cameras and eyes? They both turn light in electrical, into electrical signals. They're the same. I can't be deceived. I have to be sure. I have to be sure. <coughs> You're ridiculous. Date unknown. 
I calmly ask for a pen and paper day in and day out until they give it to me. Not that it matters. What am I going to do? Poke my eyes out? The bandages feel like a part of me now. The pain is gone. I figure this will be one of my last chances to write legibly as without my sight to correct my mistakes. My hands will slowly forget the motions involved. This is a sort of self-indulgence, this writing. It's a relic of another time because I'm certain everyone left in the world is dead or <coughs> something far worse. Spoopy! <laughs> I'm being dramatic. So is he. I sit against <laughs> the padded wall day in and day out. The entity brings me food and water and it masks itself as a kind nurse, as an unsympathetic doctor. I think it knows that my hearing has sharpened considerably now and that I live in darkness. It fakes conversations in the hallways on the off chance that I might overhear. One of the nurses talks about having a baby soon. One of the doctors lost his wife in a car accident. None of it matters. None of it's real. None of it gets to me, not like she does. That's the worst part, the part that I almost can't handle. The thing comes to me masquerading as Amy. Its, re its recreation is perfect. It sounds exactly like Amy. It feels exactly like her. It can even produce reasonable facsimile of tears that makes me feel like, that it makes me feel on its lifelike cheeks. When it first dragged me here, it told me all the things I wanted to hear. It told me that she loved me, that she always loved me, that it didn't understand why I did this, that we could still have a life together. If only I would stop insisting that I was being deceived. It wanted me to believe her. <laughs> no, it needed me to believe that she was real. I almost fell for it. I really did. I doubted myself for the longest time. In the end, though, it was all too perfect, too flawless, and too real. The false Amy used to come every day, and then every week, and then finally stopped coming altogether. But I don't think the entity will give up. I think the waiting game is just another one of its gambits. I will resist it for the rest of my life, if I have to. I don't know what happened to the rest of the world, but I do know that this thing needs me to fall for its deceptions. If it needs that, then maybe, just maybe, I am a thorn in its agenda. Maybe Amy's still alive out there somewhere, kept alive only by my will to resist the deceiver. I hold on to hope, rocking back and forth in my cell to pass the time. I will never give in. I will never break. I'm a... I'm a hero. Pause. Pause. The doctor read the paper that the patient had scribbled on. It was barely readable. Written in a shaky script of one who could not see, he wanted to smile at the man's steadfast resolve. A remainder of the human will to survive, but he knew that the patient was completely delusional. After all, a sane man would have fallen for the deception long ago. The doctor wanted to smile. He wanted to whisper words of encouragement to the delusional man. He wanted to scream, but the nerve filaments wrapped around his head, and into his eyes made him do otherwise. His body walked into the cell like a puppet and told the patient once more that he was wrong and that nobody was trying to deceive him. The end. The end. So it was real. It was real. Yeah. 
There was a well. twist. There was a twist this way. Twist. And then it twisted back that way. It's a twist. This way. And then went back that way. We love a twist. We do love a twist. That was good. It had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, "It's good. Right? What's gonna happen?" Because at first I was gonna be like, "Oh, we have to have a like another conversation about mental health and taking care of your mental health because it's very serious," which is still true. But then I was like, "Oh my god, it's real, baby. It's That's real." That was good. Yeah, it's one of the. Um, it depends on who you ask, but a lot of the ratings of the top podcasts or top. Creepy pastas of all times. We'll usually put psychosis on there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it read read very well. I mean, it was uh, very flowing. She's was, a voice actor too. Was, so. Okay, calm down. Was <laughs> was Santa Claus highly rated? No, I wasn't as big of a fan of Santa Claus, but it fit our um, theme. Our theme that was of recorded last week. Last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I like this one better because it flowed very well and it was very well written and they knew exactly what senses to hit throughout the entire thing because I was like <gasps> what's happening <laughs> don't open the door <laughs> don't open it don't do it yeah I think the best part of it though was probably my rendition of Amy's voice hello no. <laughs> hello. hello how are you doing please I open the door because I mean I assumed whenever you said 7th street I was like Oh, this is New York City, or like living, affording to live in a basement. Like this is totally New York City, and then you said you said they looked outside and you saw the flashing yellow light. It's like that doesn't sound like the middle of a city. What did I say? Flashing yellow light. Like the very beginning, wow. when he first walked outside and opened the door and let the entity in. Bench, bench, bench. Wow. All that wall of text. It was a lot. That was a lot. It was ten pages. Yeah. And you wouldn't even let me read my four. Okay, eight. I mean, I mean last week you wouldn't let me do that. Uh, Excuse me. I'll let you do whatever you wanted to do. Still mm-hmm. Huh? Yawning and burping into the microphone. Who's yawning? Who's burping? Oh. Why? Is that not uphold our brand? That is our brand. That is our brand. That's 100% on brand for us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, <laughs> what he's thinking. It's poopy. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to wrap it up? Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. You guys Remember, be safe. Yeah. And spend the whole year, this whole year, getting spoopy getting with spoopy it. Getting spoopy with it. Okay. Of course. Always. All, right. All of 2020. For a decade. Yes. 